amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC. A one-two punch today for the nation's biggest drugstore chains. First, reports that Amazon has gotten approval for wholesale pharmacy licenses in at least 12 states. Then President Trump today declaring the nation's opioid epidemic a national public health emergency. And a lot of those opioids are prescription drugs sold at those same stores. Shares of CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, and Fred's all lower today, along with the number of drug makers. But the Dow managed to rise 71 points, thanks in part to the House approving a $4 trillion federal budget. The Nasdaq today down 7. Twitter adding 4 million more users last quarter. Pending home sales last month unchanged. Ride-hailing service Uber will now let you add several stops to your route. And UPS predicting it'll ship 750 million packages this holiday season, more than last year. It's also hiking rates by 5% starting on Christmas Eve. Tom Busby, CNBC. Colonel Sanders from KFC here to talk about the good old days. Well, the good old days are still here in chicken form. Specifically, in KFC's original recipe fried chicken with 11 herbs and spices. Our delicious chicken is still hand-breaded and pressure-fried just like it was then. Get your fill with two pieces of my original recipe in a $5 fill-up with mashed potatoes, a biscuit, a cookie, and a drink at a KFC near you. KFC, it's still finger-licking good. At participating KFCs, prices may vary. Tax extra. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 4000 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 4000. NBC News Radio. I'm Lisa Carter. President Trump is taking action to fight the opioid crisis. In a major speech at the White House, he's labeling the growing opioid epidemic a national public health emergency. No part of our society, not young or old, rich or poor, urban or rural, has been spared this plague of drug addiction and this horrible, horrible situation that's taken place with opioids. The declaration allows existing grant money to be redirected to better deal with the crisis. The CDC says over 140 Americans die every day 
from an opioid overdose. We're still waiting for the classified documents related to the assassination of John F. Kennedy to be released. As of 2 p.m. Eastern Time, the National Archives hadn't said a word about when the files would appear online. U.S. intelligence officials tell NBC News that a memo from the CIA requesting that President Trump keep certain portions of the files classified hasn't even made it to the White House. The path to tax reform is clear after the House narrowly passes a federal budget outline. The yeas are 216, the nays are 212. Tax cuts dominated debate over the budget blueprint, which recently cleared the Senate. GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan. Families deserve a break. Republicans said deep tax cuts will be aimed at helping the middle class and growing the economy. House Democratic Leader Nancy Pelosi. It's a massive con. During the House debate, Democrats argued the plan will give big tax cuts to the wealthy while blowing up federal deficits. House Republicans hope to formally introduce the details of their tax bill soon. Terry Moore on Capitol Hill. Tampa police are hoping someone will come forward and tell them who's on a surveillance video caught moments after the first of three murders in the Seminole Heights area. Two others have also been killed in the neighborhood within 10 days. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Now, here's a new concept, digital network advertising, where businesses display your ad inside their building. If a picture's worth a thousand words, your company is going to thrive with digital network advertising. Choose your marketing sites or jump on the DNA system and advertise with all participants. Your business ad or logo is rotated multiple times an hour inside local businesses where people will discover your company. Digital Network Advertising, DNA, a novel way to be seen and remembered. Digital Network Advertising with networks in Redlands and Yucaipa. Call in the 909 area, 222-9293 for introductory pricing. That's 909-222-9293 for Digital Network Advertising. One last time, Digital Network Advertising, 909-222-9293. Miss your favorite show? Download the podcast at kcaaradio.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the greatest real estate investment show ever. Here's the flip-flop investor himself, Todd Bayer. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Flip-Flop Investor Show. I am your host, Todd Bayer, the Flip-Flop Investor himself. We come to you every single week and talk to you about real estate investing here in the Inland Empire, uh, as well as anywhere, really. Uh, This show is for the new people out there looking to get into real estate investing and uh, for people that are seasoned pros in real estate investing. I think for uh, all the people out there, you'll find all kinds of great information for your real estate investing career. And for those people that are interested in getting into real estate investing, always come check out the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club. Uh, you can find all the information you uh, on that on meetup.com. Uh, go check out the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club and come to one of our meetings. We'd love to have you out there. Um, on this show, we get together every single week and talk to a local investor. Uh, sometimes we talk to new people, but today we have a investor and a contractor, which um, we actually did a show with prior to this uh, and we are now going to do our part two of this which is about construction costs and how to evaluate your rehab jobs essentially uh danny ruiz how you doing today i'm doing good glad to be here awesome thanks for Uh, having me yeah so 
since we talked last, uh, we've done a deal together. Yes. Yeah, so we, we did a project in Diamond Bar yep. or Walnut. I don't know what you want to call it. I think it, it's right on the border. So It's on the border. Yeah. It could be either or. Um, and that project uh, is going to be an escrow here pretty soon, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, but we're, that project was sort of a... It's in a nice area, but it's not a high-end home. Correct, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a mid-grade home. Mm-hmm. And so I know we, we kind of struggled a little bit on the rehab because we, we did want to make it really nice. <clears throat> right. But we also had to realize that this isn't a million-dollar home, you know, or multi-million-dollar home. So maybe some of the things we decided not to do to sort of save on costs, you know. Um, and I think a lot of people out there that have gotten into some of these rehabs, they... Uh, they don't understand the differences sometimes between like a low end, a mid grade, and like a high end rehab. And so, I think we could start off a little bit and talk about some of the differences between low, mid, and high. Uh, and some of those things, I guess, would be, you know, let's start from the outside of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're talking on the exterior, uh, if you're going to do a low end rehab, what sort of a low end exterior would you expect to have on a house? Well, I mean, on the low end side, you know, there's always certain things you probably want to do, whether it's a low end, middle or high end um, rehab. Uh, you definitely got to get the landscaping, everything cleaned up because a lot of times you're going to these houses and they're just they're just beat up. We're investors, so we're buying really distressed property. So you got to almost get it down to the dirt. And then, um, you know, you really got to determine, you know, if you're going to put sod down or if you're going to do seed. Uh, if you're going to do seed, you got to really get with somebody that knows what they're doing because you got to get it going right away right. and you got to really maintain it. But seed is definitely the cheapest, but it just takes longer, so you have to plan for that. Yeah, plus there's people, you know, oftentimes working on a job site. Right. If you planted seed, you have to tell everybody to stay off the grass. Otherwise, right. uh, they might kill the grass that's exactly. trying to grow because they're going to stomp the seed in the ground and stuff. Yeah, it's really tough to keep your construction workers off the grass and just keep them on the concrete. You almost have to put a, a fence up once you uh, right. once you put the grass up, which is even that's tough. But you know, you, there's alternative options like you can do uh, decomposed granite in certain areas. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, and um, water conserving. You water know. conserving. You can do that whole uh, just uh, drought free type of landscaping. That's right. pretty inexpensive. Uh, mulch is cheap, so you can do that in a lot of areas. Yeah, in a lot of places you can you can actually get mulch. Uh, for free, right? As long as you have a truck, you yeah. can load it. And if you go down to like where they do the uh, the green recycling and exactly. stuff like that, yeah, that's a good that's a good trick. Mike, uh, your project manager, told me there's a spot in Riverside that uh, he goes to gets as many truckles as he wants. I think maybe it's free or ten bucks or something like that. Yeah, and sometimes you can, you can ground get, cover which is really inexpensive. Yeah, ground cover, and sometimes you can get compost. Yeah, and you can even get uh, you know like firewood. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes if you really want. Right. Um, so. Definitely the yard is something people need to pay attention to because that's your curb appeal. Yeah, definitely the yard. I mean, there's things that, you know, you can do where, you know, if you paint the garage door, make that look nice, you don't have to replace it sometimes. The front door, um, we didn't replace it on our our last rehab and it turned out really nice. Mm -hmm. I was really pushing to get it changed out, but you're talking to change out a front door and get it nicer, like $1,200 versus... 50 bucks in paint <laughs> right that's a big difference yeah and i did we even sand it i don't think we even sanded no that we just painted just, it yeah yeah it looks looks good I yeah think. it does it's yeah. uh uh so yeah and then in that particular house we had a flagpole which right we had a we had a guy we we used to lend money to uh he used to do flips okay and on every single flip he would put a flagpole oh, on wow. his property and it was kind of a nice touch i remember the first project we went to of his 
the flagpole wasn't there. And then we came for our final walkthrough of the property to give him his last draw check. And here's this new flagpole. And I'm like, hey, you know what? That's actually a really nice yeah. touch. You always put in like a new flag up on it. You know, yeah. it looked great. And so this house that we bought. Yeah, it already had one. Already had one. Yeah, it was great. So <laughs> we did have an issue with it. Yeah. Where the rope broke. The rope broke. I think it was like <laughs> two minutes before we were doing our real estate video. I heard this snap. It was real windy that day. And I was like, oh, no. And then I thought, well, I'll just get up there and fix it. And I looked up. That's about 30 feet in the air. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to be able to get up there. So, so we had to get a... A, um, a lighting company to come out with the boom. Really? Yeah. And they uh, they charged us, I think, uh, 75 or 80 bucks. Wow. They backed up into the driveway, got up there on their boom lift, put the rope through, and we are good. <laughs> so now we have a nice flag flying once again. Yeah, we got a big <laughs> one up there, too, so it worked out good. True. Um, okay, so on the exterior. Now, if we're talking like the exterior of the house, I mean, a lot of homes in California are either some kind of wood siding or mm-hmm. stucco. Yep. Uh, but, you know, you get into the higher end stuff, you might have like hand textured uh, exteriors, things like that. So on a low end home, what should we expect to do on an exterior, you think? Well, if you have siding, you're going to be looking to scrape the paint and bondo and patch the existing siding. If you have stucco, most of the time you're not going to have to restuck the whole property. You're going to have to look for cracks, fill that with some silicone or some caulking. And then right. what I like to do is if there is a crack, you fill it with some silicone and then you actually stucco over it so that you're not just painting over a crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have, they have the, you know, there's a lightweight uh, stucco patch that you can buy and then you can just trowel it over. And then once it's painted, you will never even see that there's a crack. So that's probably something that, you know, you can do pretty inexpensively. So yeah. when you do paint, it looks like, you know, you have a pretty good stucco sure. process. And stucco cracks often get caught out on home inspections. Exactly. You know, if you can if you can fit a dime, like yeah. the, the edge of a dime into a crack on a house, it's going to oh, no. get caught out. Yeah, they're looking for any reason to, <laughs> to, to try and it, yeah. save some money, right? They, they don't want to, they don't want to spend money if uh, there's some foundation issues, which, right. you know, we live in Southern California and there, there's, earthquakes every day so right. every house is going to have settling every house is going to have cracks it's just a matter of you know you know how bad is the crack and is there really foundation issue or just normal settling of the property yeah 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 the house might have settled an inch or so you yeah. know and there you know, but it's still it would cause a crack because sure you know those are rigid walls yep on those um now when you when you talk about wood siding mm-hmm. are there different types of wood siding there is. There's uh, there's like a shingle type siding where they're real small, and then there's uh, vertical boards that go horizontal, or actually horizontal boards that go across. Yeah. And there's different materials in the siding. So, um, typically on the older houses, it's going to be, uh, you know, it just depends. It's hard to say. Yeah, I know a lot of times there's you can get real wood, which is like yep. a solid wood siding. Yep. Then they have the MDF stuff, which is a little cheaper. Right. But it's also kind of spongy if it gets wet. If so. it gets wet, yeah. And they also have the. Uh, the hardy board the cement board siding right i like to use that and it actually is a little bit less expensive than the real wood siding oh yeah, yeah definitely the the cement board strips and i like those better yeah they they uh do you have to prime over those you and do then paint? yeah you have to you prime them and paint them yep yeah so that's you know but that's just another day of right paint essentially which is still probably cheaper than Exactly. You still have to prime the exterior Yeah, you still boards. have to prime the exterior board. Some of them, some of them come pre-primed, so then yeah. it saves you on the time. But uh, yeah, you definitely always want to make sure you prime anything that's raw on the elements. Yeah, and sometimes you know you see them, on, especially when you get to like more the middle grade or some of the high-end homes mm-hmm. where you have these foam forms, like yep. say around like a window casing. Right. You know they'll have like this foam pop-out yep. sort of thing. Yep. And those are made out of 
styrofoam. Yeah, it's just styrofoam, and then uh, <laughs> you wrap it with like a mesh tape, yep. and then you stuck over it. Yeah, so it looks, it. Like, looks, looks like, like... It looks like concrete, but it's not. But if you knock on them, you can... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Here, yeah, a little hollow it in there. Hollow, exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay, on the exterior, and then obviously we're we're getting to some of the roofs. You don't typically see terracotta roofs on a no. lower at home. Uh, you're typically going to find, you know, I, I know a lot of the lower at homes we've bought have like rock roofs on yep, them. Yep. You know, uh, or some kind of a composition shingle. Right. Other types of roofs I'm missing out on. Well, <laughs> you know, and some of the older, smaller. St- Spanish style homes that might have some tile roof, but most part they're going to have asphalt shingles. Yeah, um, and you just got to cross your fingers and hope that uh, they're not at the end of their lifespan. You can, in certain cities, apply multiple layers on top of the shingle. I think it's three, three layers is probably the max in certain cities. Yeah. So instead of like ripping off all the shingles and putting down new plywood, you can go right on top. Um, that's an option if you want to save some money, and it is to code. You can do it in some situations. Um, but just hope that you don't have to do it. That that'd be ideal. Right. Get up there with the water hose and go to town. <laughs> yeah. The uh, and then you, I, I always hear this term three dimensional roof. What is a three dimensional roof? Three dimensional roof. That's a good question. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is either. No. Yeah. People say it. People say three dimensional roof. I have no idea what they're talking huh. about. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. We'll three dimensional roof. What do you think that means? I mean, I assumed it meant that the the roof. Is sort of laid in a way that I, I think it's only done with composition shingle, but oh, okay. uh, I, I think it's the way that the shingles are laid, where it's sort of you know built up to oh, build, okay. like, give it a three dimensional look. But I don't know. Don't quote me on that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, I've, that's funny. I've said things wrong before on the show, and people you know people tell me like, "Hey, that wasn't right." That's funny. <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, if anybody knows out there, we'd love to hear. Definitely. Uh, but uh, okay, so. Moving on to the inside, and this is where most of the uh, the money is spent on a house is on the interior of the home. So when we get inside the house, one of the first things people are going to notice are floors, mm-hmm. you know, walls and ceilings. Right. Those are the kind of the first things people's eyes go to. Um, on a lower end home, you know, we might be doing sheet vinyl. Yep. Or carpet. Yep. You know, and. You know, what else? What are the sort of things are people doing on low-end homes? Well, on the lower-end homes, you're probably looking at uh, a very basic laminate flooring throughout. Um, a lot of the laminates now are water... They're getting to where they're really waterproof, so you can run that into the kitchen. You can even run that in the bathrooms, and then you mm-hmm. probably do carpet in the bedrooms. So there's a big, there's, there's a big difference in terms of pricing because you can get flooring from $0.49 cents a square foot to $2 a square foot. So mm-hmm. if you're talking about a thousand square foot house every dollar is a thousand thousand bucks so right. you're you know 50 cents versus a dollar that could that could be you know you're not you're not going to save a whole lot in labor but uh, the materials where you're really going to save and then Definitely. in the carpet's the same thing you can get uh, some nice carpet uh but you know you don't have to break the bank on the carpet right and on some of the pricing that we're seeing on the uh, on the lower end stuff like Sheet vinyl. Yep. You know, you're, you're saying. I mean, I've I think I've seen stuff cheaper than forty nine cents a foot. Oh yeah. 
um, yeah, that's it's going to be some pretty cheap stuff. I know this is the type of stuff you used to see in people's right. kitchens a lot, but you don't see it very much anymore. Right. Except for I, the one I have seen a lot lately is like that it, it looks like wood flooring but right. it's just sheet vinyl the and, sheet vinyl planks yeah it looks yeah. like well it's not even the planks it's it's literally just a sheet you know oh, it's wow. a 12 foot roll that they roll out you know oh wow um and yeah it's it's it looks like wood kind of you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh i haven't seen too much of that but yeah, yeah. That, that would probably be the most least expensive option yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely and it, it gives you the look but uh without the without the cost but the thing is now i mean like you're talking about a thousand square foot house, you know, if you go with like the laminate right. where you're getting some of this, you know, it's, it's an engineered wood product right. um, where it's actual wood on the top of yep. the, the price on that stuff has come down quite a bit over the last oh, yeah. few years. So I think a lot of people are tending to use that even on lower end homes because yep. the price difference isn't that much. Right. Versus yeah, if you carpet. can, yeah, it's definitely better, much better. Yeah. And it gives you the look and it, you know, it's at least real wood. So mm-hmm. people are, you know, more likely to, see that as an upgrade, you know what right. I I think when we talk about all these things we do to a house, we also want to talk about marketability mm-hmm. and, you know, what is going to work best. Like marble marble tile is not really in right now. No. So if you did a, a new house, you know, and did it all 80s fabulous with marble tile all throughout, right. it's people are going to kind of say, "Oh, this place is dated." You yeah. know. So you may you may lose buyers because of that. It's a very strange uh, choice to go with now. So people don't typically Go with the marble, and I've right. seen price on marble come way down. Yeah, no, you know? we're not going with marble. But I, I, in 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 terms of what you're talking about, if you're if you're doing an entry level house, most of the time they're going to be within the 900 to 1200 square feet. So if you minus out the bedrooms at like let's say another 300 square feet, you're only really talking about say six to seven hundred dollars of actual flooring that you have to pay for. So if it's a dollar twenty five versus a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. And you can get the better material at a dollar fifty. Then you're going to probably want to go with that. Versus if you get into a bigger house and it's three thousand square feet. Now you're talking two thousand square feet of flooring. Every fifty cents makes a big difference. Sure. So, um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like on a on a lower end project, you can you can maybe bump up your quality a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't a, doesn't hurt you as much. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. You know, it costs. It might cost you a couple hundred dollars more overall, but you might end up yeah. getting a buyer the day you list it, you know? Exactly. So, you know, you, you got it because you also have to create that emotion when yeah. you're selling a house. So it has to has to appeal to a wide range of people. Right. And, uh, you know, wood's in right now. It's, yeah. it's one of the things. You know, you, I'm not seeing as much ceramic tile as we used to see. Yep. Um, you know, travertine's not really popular anymore. I, I used to see that a lot. You know, people yep. put that a lot in bathrooms. It's not really doing it anymore. Yep. You know, the only kind of tile I'm seeing in houses now are in kitchens on the backsplashes. <laughs> right, right, right. It's not the only place I'm seeing tile anymore. Yeah, it's really, I mean, tile's a lot more labor intensive. Um, I know a lot of landlords still like tile because it's really easy to maintain. Yeah, it's durable. It's durable, but it's people just don't like it. It's very hard, very cold. So. Yeah, and if it's travertine, it's very porous. Yeah. And so mold grows on it really right. well. You know, so if you put it like in a shower or something like that, you need to like spray your tiles with bleach every once right. in a while to kill the mold. Exactly. Um, but people are still doing, I guess, shower tile, uh, shower yeah. tiles, you yeah. know, where they're, where they're doing, you know, sort of those, um, 12 by 24 inch tiles. We see a lot of that kind of stuff, right. uh, which is good too. But pricing wise, I guess that's sort of what a lot of people like to know is, you know, what are sort of the, what are the ranges we're going to be falling into on flooring? 
in terms of material or labor? Yeah, like 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 material and labor, basically. Like what if we're talking like on the low end, where should we be falling in price wise? Mid grade, where should we be falling price wise? High end, where should we be falling? I would say on the uh, from a material standpoint, you're probably you probably don't want to get anything under you know the the dollar a foot it did if you can if you can yeah stay stay above that price point um 90 cents to a dollar 25 somewhere in there and then on the labor um if you really have a good resource for flooring you could probably get done for like a dollar 50 a square foot okay but most 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 people are going to spend about two dollars to 225 a square foot sure so if you, you can get it, your contractor. Yeah, you know, if you can right. if you can get it under two dollars, you're probably okay for part, um, for labor and, for labor. Yeah. If you really have a good relationship with the contractor that does a lot of flooring for you, you can probably get it at like a dollar twenty five, sure, a dollar fifty. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably a good range. Um, if you're getting into the high end stuff, you're looking at. Um, you know, seven, eight dollars a square foot for like real wood. Yeah, just material. That's just material. And then you're looking at like uh, probably if it's glue down on concrete, you're talking about two hundred fifty dollars for a five gallon tub of the glue. Which and you're gonna need about, about maybe ten buckets of that to yeah. do the whole house. So then you're talking another two grand in right. glue and then you're looking at maybe uh, five to seven dollars installation. So you're talking probably Fifteen, sixteen dollars a square foot installed for the high-end flooring. Sure, yeah, that's but that's going to be times fifteen hundred square feet. Oh yeah, <laughs> not many fifteen hundred square foot high-end homes though. You know, right? You get to the higher end stuff. You're you're talking probably minimum twenty five hundred square foot homes. Yeah, we did a house in uh, Hermosa Beach, and I think just the flooring alone was about thirty grand. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just the, the material. Yeah, that's this is on a high-end rehab, but you know, it's it's pretty expensive. Absolutely. Yeah, I've I've put real hardwood in houses before. Uh, the most recent home I put all real hardwood in was in Corona, and uh, boy, it, it it took it took a lot of work just to find the cheapest possible hardwood floor because I got uh, what did I get? I think it was walnut flooring. Okay. Uh, and it was it was tough, but I think I managed to find it for like four dollars and twenty cents a oh, foot, wow. you know. Uh, and then to install it, I think the guy only charged me three dollars a foot to install. And then the glue, oh, that's a good price. glue is glue, so yeah. it's, you know it's always going to cost, you know that that price. So it was it wasn't bad, you know. I I think I might have under budgeted it a little bit because mm-hmm. I think I I'd never put real hardwood in, and I think I might have screwed up a bit on the pricing. I didn't expect it because you know I forgot about the glue. Yep. Yeah, the glue is, yeah. You think it's not going to be, even on, uh, even on like subfloors where I'm nailing it down, I'll right. still nail it and glue it because that'll just eliminate any of the squeaks. But, you know, if you're doing a high end rehab, you can't put laminate down. You have to put real either wood. real wood or some type of natural stone. I mean, because the buyer is going to expect yeah, that. Something. So, yeah, and, you know, some people are doing, uh, I mean, you can still get away with carpet. Yes, in in a lot of carpets, fine in a the lot of rooms, and but living rooms, things like that, yeah. But they, it has to be good carpet, you yeah. know. And there's you can tell the difference. And I know you see people at like Home Depot, and they go up there to the carpet samples, and they they <laughs> scratch it with their fingernails, you mm-hmm. know, checking for the thickness of the carpet. Right, right, you know? right. You can tell, man. Oh, that, yeah. that cheap stuff that we used to get for seven bucks a yard. Yeah. You know the uh, the apartment grade carpet right. is what they called it. You know that was we put that in a lot of like lower end homes. Yeah. Um, but. The price on that apartment grade stuff has gone up. It's right. now like eleven dollars a yard. Right. You know, and I can remember paying eleven dollars a yard for the mid grade yep. stuff. 
you know, nylon that was pretty thick, you know, hypoallergenic and all that. Yep. So, um, as far as carpet goes, you know, is Berber still sort of the, the go-to for high-end stuff? You know, it's really, it's it changes a lot. Um, you kind of have to look at the areas um, and, you know, everybody's going to have their own preference as a designer or a contractor or investor. Um, you know, I like to keep it somewhat neutral on the rehabs. Yeah. Don't want to go one one way or the other. So um, Berber's still pretty popular, I think. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, we see it. Yeah. It, it's when you go to the flooring shops, you know, like they, they tend to know what people are liking and right. the stuff that people like is usually right up front in the most yep. obvious places because that's what people are going in there looking for. Right. You know. If you want like the uh, the astroturf that used to be popular for people's decks and patios, wow, yeah, that's way in the back of the, the flooring shops, you exactly. know, exactly in a specialty book that they have to find, you know, and blow the dust off of it. Right. <laughs> but, um, okay, so flooring obviously flooring is one of the biggest expenses, probably sure. about the second most expensive thing yep. you can do in a home. Yep, uh, roofs are probably about the most expensive. Yeah, roofs thing. probably the most expensive thing. As long as you don't have any major plumbing issues or major electrical issues, the flooring roof. Um, you know, it can be pretty expensive. Yeah, but flooring, we pretty much do flooring in just about every single house. Yeah. So it's something that people need to be aware of and, you know, stay up on your designs and stay up on your costs because, yeah, that one can eat you alive. Yep. Um, the next one is we get to, like, let's talk about the walls, I guess, mm -hmm. next. Because, you know, if we're talking about the things that people see when they first come in, they're going to look at walls. Yep. And a wall is not just drywall and that's right. it. You know, there's... there's uh, yeah, the walls, you know, a lot of times there's nail holes, there's bad texture. Uh, one of the easier fixes is to pass the holes and then just retexture the house. You can probably retexture a house in maybe, you know, four or five hours. Probably, mm -hmm. probably run you about, um, you know, maybe $120 in material. You got to buy some pre mixed buckets, they sell them. Uh, guys that do that, you know, they have the machines and the hoppers to spray the texture. Yeah. And then you spray it on there. You pretty much will give you a, a new looking wall. Right. And yeah. As long as you don't have any major like dents and deformities. Yeah. You want to repair wall. that, you know, before, you know, kind of do a pass over it, patch all the holes, things like that. Yeah. And then once you texture, you're going to have a much cleaner, more consistent look. Yeah. Sometimes if it's really bad, you might skim coat one of the walls exactly. first yep. and then texture over it yep. just to get it, you know, a nice flat even look because right. you know over many years of people living in a home you know that doorknob kept going through the wall right there they never yep. bothered putting one of those uh, yep. door stoppers in so right. you know you're like okay there's just bad patch after bad yeah patch it's just here. a big patch all of a sudden you have this big hump on the, on the wall right. that's like okay there's definitely a hump there there's there was a hole at some point and somebody did something there's a line and yeah so exactly you, you want to get rid of all that stuff take you out wanna... the old patch sometimes put in a new yep. piece of drywall you know, retape re and mud it, and then you know, go over it with some new texture. Yeah. And but like, so what would you end up paying for like a, a full retexturing of like a twelve hundred square foot house? You're probably looking at um, right around six, seven hundred bucks somewhere in there. Parts and labor, basically. Yeah. You know, material and labor. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking like an auto mechanic. You know, parts <laughs> and labor. Right? How much my my alternator is going to be? Now? <laughs> you must have car problems right now. No, I don't actually. Oh. But I mean, you know, actually, I had a flat the other day. There you I had go. to get that thing fixed, which you know. Took more time than I expected, but whatever. That's cars. You can yeah. listen about. You can talk about cars on another show. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so probably around like you know.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Six, $700 range. Um, and, and it really helps. It really helps. That's something that, you know, there's certain things where if your budget's really tight and you can't do it and you just have to paint, well, then you do that. But I mean, if yeah. you, you can spend a little bit more, it's going to go a long way. The thing that I'm realizing is that you know, you have these buyers are looking at different houses and they're looking at houses that people still live in. Mm -hmm. They're looking at houses that, you know, people don't live there where the house is empty, but it just, they look terrible. Right. And then they come to your place. Obviously they can tell right away if it's a rehab and if the rehab isn't done, like they're not really going to judge you on the materials that you use for the most part. They're going to judge you on the quality of the work. Yeah. So, how good it looks. And how clean it looks. If, if it's not, if the quality is not there, they're going to, they're going to just, it's going to, it's going to definitely throw them off. Yeah, That's definitely. one of the complaints I hear a lot is like, oh, these rehabbers, they didn't, they just cut corners here and the baseboards aren't lined up here and the kitchen cabinets are all crooked. And, yeah. And that's, that's the thing we're often accused of is yeah. cutting corners, which I mean, yeah, we don't cut we corners. We don't do it, but, but a lot of investors do. And yeah, there's that's, a that's, that's one thing you want to try to stay away from. So they're not going to judge you. You know, if you, if you have less expensive baseboard, and everything's tight and the caulking's there, the nail holes are filled and it's painted and it looks good, you know, they're, they're not going to have any, um, you know, they're not going to be real negative on that. But right. if it's if it's bad quality, it's going to turn them off. So that's really important. Sure. And sometimes people will, not, not necessarily bad quality, but make odd choices where they, <laughs> you know, they put like these strange looking lamps in a, you know, in a kitchen or something like that. And they don't fit with any of the rest of the decor, you know, and that's right. Sometimes people walk in and, you know, they're just buyers are, they have no vision. They, they can't, it seems like they can't walk into the, the house and say, you know what, if we just change out these lamps, this house is perfect. Instead right. it's like, no, we don't want that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, swipe left. Yep. <laughs> Um, I don't even know if swiping left is the right. It could be swipe right. I don't know which one delete up, is. Up, down, yeah, up, right or left. Swipe. Swipe it off your screen. Get it out of there. I don't want to look at it anymore. That's right. <laughs> um, so the uh, the walls are also, when you get into the middle grade, middle homes, you know, you're starting to get into, you know, people might, might prefer a, an orange peel texture mm -hmm. versus a knockdown texture. Right. You know, and... Uh, some people might prefer like more of the flat look, you yep. know, where you, where you talk about the different levels of drywall. Right. Where you have like, you know, level one through five. Yep. Five being, you know, super smooth yep. and takes a really long time. And, right. You know, definitely costs a lot of money. Yep. Um, and then you have like the level, you know, three drywall, which is still a smooth looking wall. But if you get up real close, you can still see the pores right, and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, probably the easiest to do is a knockdown where you spray it on really heavy. Yeah. And it kind of splatters, and then you take a trowel, and then you flatten it out, 
because that's going to cover up most all imperfections. And then you have uh, you have so you have two different levels of a knockdown. You have a real heavy knockdown, then you can have a lighter knockdown, and then you get into the heavy orange peel, light orange peel, and then you get into like what you were saying about the uh, you know level three smooth finish, where you, if you get up close, you can still see some imperfections. Then you have level five where you know, you have a guy with a light and then you have another guy with a trowel and you're going through every square inch of the the wall to make sure there's no imperfections. And that, that's your yeah. that's your super high end where you're talking six or seven hundred dollars to texture on a level five finish, you're probably like three or four grand. Yeah. And that's for a whole house. For a whole house. But yeah. in addition to the, the cost, there's yeah. also a time cost. Right. Yes, that takes forever. It's probably like maybe a five to seven days to do that job yeah as opposed it's to a the 600 dollar thing he's gonna get them in and out in half a day right you know and the uh the drywall because they have to spread it all on and then they have to sand it all yep. down after it dries so yep. you have to wait for it to dry so yep. you got another day wait time maybe yep. two yep and then you have to sand it all down and then they usually have to apply it back on again yeah you're playing and, like three coats yeah keep sanding and all that stuff so yeah, yeah that time and if you're paying a lot of money and in interest which you probably are on right. higher at home uh, that could definitely cost you a lot more than just the yep. three or four thousand. So right, but it's that look, I and mean, some people really like that look. Yeah, and then some of the houses, depending on the area, the design is going to call for the smooth finish. If you're going for a more modern, contemporary look, mm-hmm. it's going to call for you know that smooth wall. You can you can get away with maybe a light light orange peel, but you know uh, sometimes you have to go with the smooth smooth yeah. coat. And then in addition to that, sometimes people might put like wainscot on the walls, right. you know, to to add that sort of elevated look to a home. Right. And you can go many different ways with, with wainscot. I mean, there's kind of the basic one, which we did sort of a basic yep. wainscot in here, but uh, you can go pretty ornate, oh, yeah. you know, and get a lot of different textures in there. And also crown molding, yep. chair rails, things like yep. that people add to their walls to add an extra layer of look. And for certain types of homes, it definitely calls for it. Right. And... So in your experience uh, doing wainscot and things like that, what, how, what what are your costs looking like for that? It's usually like by linear foot. Right? Yeah, it's usually by linear foot. Um, it just depends on the style and the design that the client's looking for. Um, we don't typically get into that too much on the rehabs. That's mostly on like the on just the residential you know clients that we have mm-hmm. that we do like you know you know remodeling things like that yeah build in bookcases and things yeah. like that yeah like you might do it in a bathroom um but if it's if it's a high if it's a higher in house you would consider it you know cost the cost can range depending you know you can be like seven bucks a foot yeah. up to 12 bucks a foot depending on who you use things like that so it can get pretty expensive and the finishing is tough because you gotta ha- now you have to come in and have a painter that's a higher end painter that can mask off everything, sand all everything nice. Because mm-hmm. um, you're spending all this money on this wainscoting, you don't want to just slap some paint on there and have it look not good. Yeah, so, you don't want to see all the seams and yeah. all the edges. So you got every get corner, every and... edge has to be tight, has to be clean. And then when you spray, you can't overspray to where you're getting drips things right. like that. So it's. It's quite an event. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> to do wainscoting. Yeah, I know. I, so. we, we did it here in our offices, and you know, yeah. it's it was it was time consuming. It took a while for them to put it in, first of all, and then to paint it and make it look right. Yeah, they right. had to go over it a couple times. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it looks great. But now. It, it turns out, yeah, it turns out really good. Your offices look amazing. So. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Teddy. Uh, so okay, so walls are important. Flooring is important. Uh, then we get to things like. Uh, 
electrical outlets, you know, things mm-hmm. that people might like that might jump out at them. So if you have like a freshly painted wall, right. some people we've seen don't bother changing out the electrical outlets or the cover plates. Yeah, that's you something know. you should do no matter what. It's Absolutely. really inexpensive. Cover plates are 20 cents a piece. Outlets are, I think you can get them now for like a buck 10. Yeah. You can even get them under a dollar. Uh, and you don't have to get the nice decor ones. You can get the regular round ones. Sure. But if you replace all the outlets, replace all the switches, it gives the house a nice clean look. But you got to make sure you put them on right because those are not always the easiest uh, thing to do. Yeah. Even the most trained electricians can't seem to get it right. So I have a video that I did where it actually shows people how to do it. And then you got like, I have like six or seven tools that you use just to put an outlet in and get the plate on right. Yeah, and I know you you even have uh, the videos on YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah. So people should they should check it out. Yeah. You, have, you have a YouTube channel. I guess right. you should probably mention it. So if anybody wants to check out some um, of your stuff, yeah. If you just go to a residential resource group um, in the YouTube search button, it'll show all the videos and it has that video on there where you can see how I put a outlet cover on. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 in, I would say it's intense, but you know it's it's nice because you know, like you said before, you can tell the difference between the quality right. of the projects. When you go into some homes, there'll be two electrical outlets right next to each other, or right. like a or like a wall switch and an electrical plug or something, and they're different heights. Yeah, you know, like one of them's higher than the other one, and I'm like, did the guy that put this thing in not right. bother thinking yeah. like? Maybe I should line these things up just to give it a you know a clean edge. <laughs> yeah, no, those things are important, and and people will notice that you know they may not say anything, but they'll definitely notice like uh, you know it's the outlet's not on right or a little gap there or something like that. So yeah, those are the things you can do that it, they don't really cost you any money, but you can you can make a difference from that standpoint if you're on a budget. So. Yeah, if you have an electrician, basically do the. Uh, a whole new plug and switch through the house. Yes. Yeah. You know, what are you looking to spend on on a whole new plug and switch? Well, it depends on it depends on who you have doing it. Um, if if like let's say if you're the you're the rehabber and if uh, if you know what you're doing, it's not really that difficult to to get somebody that it's not a sixty dollar an hour electrician to mm-hmm. go in there and you could probably get your handyman to do it or you can get one of your guys to do it. Um, outlets are pretty easy. You got the the black side and then you have the white side and you have a neutral and there are some times where you have multiple wires coming out where you know somebody's not gonna know what to do but um yeah if you have like a three-way yeah if if you're if you're you know you want to have an electrician do it um it's probably gonna it's probably gonna run you maybe it's it's probably like a half day job let's say five six hours so you know you're probably looking at maybe three or four hundred bucks for the job yeah, and that's yeah. that's to basically pay the the labor cost. Pay the labor cost, pay the material. Yeah, so. and that'll that'll get you into like a three or four bedroom house, possibly. Yeah, right kitchen, living room, dining room. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, but it's not it's not a bad, you know, it's not a bad thing to spend money on because, like you said, it it gives you that nice clean look. Everything looks like it's been replaced. Plus, I mean, I don't know how many times we've had a home inspection done where you know the we we found like faulty. Yes. Plugs, you know, so at right. least it gives you an opportunity to get in there and make sure all of them are wired up properly. Right. But sometimes we've also uncovered some faulty wiring sure. in the home, which resulted in more cost yes. you know, from doing it. But it's yeah, so you have to find that stuff regardless, anyways. Yeah, you're gonna have to find it. Yeah. It's gonna come up on a home inspection anyway. So yeah, it's always important to yeah. do it. Just and I think that's yeah. just one of those things where you almost have to do it on every rehab unless you're unless you're into a you know a house that doesn't really need that much repairs but for the most part 
you know, we're buying more distressed properties, they're going to have issues, they're going to have bad switches, they're going to have bad outlets. So just automatically think about incurring that cost. It may be three to 500 bucks, but you're going to, you're going to really, it's going to be make a nice, much nicer product. Yeah. You know, so when we talk about, so, okay, let's talk about now doors and windows, because those are also going to be, people are going to see them. And when it comes to windows, we're, we're replacing windows probably at least half the time yep. where we're putting in a whole new all new windows throughout the house. And usually we're doing retrofits. Yes. You want to talk a little about what, what, a, what a retrofit window is? Retrofit, uh, what that is, is that actually fits inside the existing aluminum frame. Um, so all you're doing is you're taking out the, the sliding part of the window and then you're taking out the fixed part of the window and you're leaving that aluminum channel in there. And so when you measure your windows, you're measuring to the existing aluminum. I also have a video on that too. So yeah, you do. I know. <laughs> That's good. I'm you can check that out. These things there you nicely. go. Perfect. Um, so you measure out, you know, your contractor measures out, assuming keeping that aluminum channel in there. And then the, the retrofit window has a flange on it. So it actually covers up the, uh, the the aluminum on the outside of the house and uh it's it's a pretty simple application if you get your measurements right uh you know you're applying silicone on the inside you're applying silicone on the outside you're screwing it off on the inside and then you're doing some type of trim work um it 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 can be costly depending on the level of finish that you want uh but for sure it's gonna it's gonna bring a lot of value to the property now if you're really on a tight budget Sometimes you just can't afford to replace the windows and you can just clean them up and do the best you can. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know. fix some of the frames if they're a little jagged. And, and yeah. when the windows don't roll properly, might have to replace rollers. rollers. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we even replace glass on existing yeah. windows, you right. know, if it needs, if it's a broken glass or yep. something. But a lot of times adding the uh, the vinyl windows in are nice because it's dual pane. Yes. You know, a lot of the, you know, the, the windows we're replacing are typically single pane. Right. And so they end up helping yeah, mm-hmm. reduce noise from outside, right. which is one thing. Plus, they're better, you know, higher energy efficiency. And exactly. So there's there's some there's some good benefits to putting them in. But then sometimes we have to completely take out the old frame. Yep. So when we do that, you have to bust out some of the exterior. Yeah. And you have to try to try to keep it as as clean as you can. But right. uh, usually, in this case, we're not doing retrofits. We're right. doing new construction style windows. Yep. Yeah, if you're doing new construction style windows, you're having to bust stucco back and then take the frame out and then put the the new the new window in, paper, wire, and then stucco up to the new window. So that's quite that's quite a process. Yeah. So if if you know if you can avoid that on a rehab, you know, you're gonna save a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we may only have to do that on one or two windows at a house, but right. there have been some situations where we've ended up doing that on every single window. Yeah. Uh, and slider, you know, the, the yeah. sliding doors, you can't forget about those because, right. uh, yeah, those are a big deal. Because sometimes you might have an odd size slider and, you know, you might not be able to get that size fast enough. So you want to just get a standard size. So then you have to create a whole new opening mm-hmm. uh, for your slider. But, um, you know, window costs can be pretty expensive. I mean, you're talking, you know, probably minimum... Two thousand to five thousand dollars on a window install, so that's a big chunk of money. That, yeah, uh, yeah. The cost of windows. I mean, if you're let's let's say you're doing like a, a home with maybe let's say fifteen windows and mm-hmm. a slider, you know, and pretty and standard, you know, not huge windows. Let's yeah. just say they're let's just assume these are normal sized windows. Right. I mean, what do you think you're going to be spending on a house like that for windows and, and that slider? Um, you're probably spending uh, well, fifteen windows. It's 
that's probably going to be material and labor. You're probably right around like five, six thousand somewhere in there. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're thinking per window probably somewhere around three, four hundred dollars. Probably like around that. there, yeah. And then slider maybe about like eight hundred to eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars for the slider exactly. Yep. And then install is obviously yeah. They're, they're usually in and out in a day. Windows are yeah. pretty quick. They're in and out in a day. Yeah. And in a single family home, they usually can do it in a day. Yeah. They're pretty fast. I, I'm always amazed. Like you drive by the house. You know, yep. in the morning, you're like, well, all the windows are already out. And then you go by at like 2.30 and they're already yep. in and gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Why they, what am fast. I paying for? Yeah, exactly. How much these guys making an hour? Uh, it's true. I mean, yeah. sometimes you do start thinking that way. But then again, you know, that's yeah. what they do. And that's they what, what they specialize doing. in. Um, okay, so windows are good. Doors. So interior doors. Uh, we can we can go into lots of detail on, on doors. Right. There's sort of, you have hollow core and solid core. Yep. And then you have barn style doors and all these other things people are really liking these days. Yep. Um, what's the difference in price between a hollow core and a solid core door? Well, you have, you know, it depends on if you're going to be. A lot of times in the older properties, you have the casing around the door where the door actually closes too. If you don't know what the casing is, but uh, the casing and the jam. Mm -hmm. um, most of the time, that's pretty beat up. Yeah. So if you're going to go through the uh, the the labor of changing out the door, I always recommend to change out the jam and just buy what they call pre-hung door, yeah. where it comes with the frame and the new door. That way, because if you're if you're trying to fit a new door into an existing opening, a lot of times the opening the existing opening is not square, right. or they've already like planed the existing door to work in that frame. So you you might end up it might end up costing you more to just change out the door. Yeah, because um, you have to end up planing a new door. Because you have to end up planing the new door. So, you know, um, sometimes, you know, you can get away with the doors being in good shape. Just really clean them up, paint them up, and you don't have to change them out. But your hollow core, uh, just on the basic, you know, six panel, uh, you're looking at about $60, $65 for, uh, for a pre-hung hollow core door. And you're probably at about maybe a hundred bucks per door with the casing on install. So you're like right around let's say one seventy five. But on the on the solid core door, you know those can those probably start at about one hundred fifty. Yeah. So you're looking at another seventy five dollars per door times you might have let's say you have ten doors. Mm -hmm. You know and now you're talking seven hundred fifty dollars more for the solid core. So right, which if you're in a higher end home, yeah, you know, it might might warrant that. But sometimes you have to also if you don't buy pre-hungs and you want to put, you know, if you want to put solid core doors in, you might actually have to put another hinge in. Right, you have to change the hinges, yeah. <laughs> you might have to remortise the strike. Yep. That's a lot of work, so. Yeah, so pre-hung is just a much, much bigger time saver, really. Yes. And so you save, you save money on the, on the time. Right. I guess, if you look at it that way. But, you, you know, it is going to cost you more for the door. Exactly. But it, it gives you that sort of, you know, more elevated look. And if you get into a higher end home, right. there are some expectations people have. Right. And, you know, having a door that has some some weight to it. Right. You know, I don't know. It just, it, it's like when you close the door of a Cadillac, you know, right. like it, it closes shut and it feels, you know. Exactly. Or a Mercedes or something like that. It's not like. Yeah. You know, if, the, if, if you're selling a house in the neighborhood and everybody has solid core doors and everybody has real wood flooring and you're, you know, you're <laughs> going to spend a million and a half for the property. You're gonna to have to get solid core doors. Right. You're gonna to have to get hardwood flooring. You have to, you have to factor that into your rehab budget. And if the numbers don't make sense, you can't buy the house. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's really, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Like, uh, you know, in a lot of the, a lot of the um, 
properties that I'm looking at now, I'm like, okay, well, this house makes sense with the $40,000 rehab budget mm-hmm. because it doesn't, the numbers don't work if I have to spend 60. Right. So now what do I have to do to make it work at 40,000? So then I can work backwards from there and say, well, I got to spend this much on flooring. I can't do windows. I can't replace the fascia board. I have to, I have to stay within this $40,000 budget right. in order to make the deal pencil. So, I mean, that's, that's an advantage that, you know, or that's one way of looking at the rehab process instead of saying, well, it has to have, this much money. I mean, right. I could rehab a property for fifteen thousand, but it's going to be super, super thin. Yeah, super basic. You know, too. super basic. I mean, the numbers may work, the house may sell, but it's going to be really thin. Yeah, and I, the inspector would probably be a little more stringent going through that house too, because he's going to look and see the quality and exactly. and assume probably even more so that yeah. we're one of those cost cutting. Corner cutting, uh, you know, rehabbers. Yeah, you're going to spend ten thousand dollars on the punch list from the, from the home inspector. <laughs> I hope not. That'd be the biggest punch <laughs> list I've ever seen. But you never know. Yep. Um, so when we talk about things like plumbing, when we get into like bathrooms, kitchens, yep. uh, lower end, you know, you're going to be doing basically a bathroom, probably two bathrooms, yep. and you, you you may try to keep the existing toilet in there. Yep. You may end up trying to, you know, you might switch it out, but you can get a toilet in a box for about a hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. The toilets. The toilet's going to be pretty inexpensive. Um, it's good to get a new toilet. The the tub and shower. A lot of times you can reglaze those, and mm-hmm. they come out really nice. Uh, instead of, I mean, ripping those out and putting in a new bathtub and putting in a new tile is a really big expense. But there's ways to to get it to where you don't have to do that expense if it's in decent enough shape. Sure. Most of the time, the tubs are decent enough to where you can reglaze them. Um, maybe above the tub, you might have to do some sort of enclosure or tile. Right. Yeah. A lot of people are doing tile, like we talked about before, yep. where they're doing the twelve by twenty fours or stuff right. like that. Um, and there's, it's not a lot of tile, so your your cost is not going to be exactly much different. You know, from putting up, say, the like uh, you can also get fiberglass uh, fiberglass panels right for your tub to kind of make it you right. know go up. But what is it about six feet? Is yeah, it's about six feet. Yeah, so they you could do that too, but it's for the time and cost of, of tile. Right. It's you know, yeah, because you have about you have about uh, maybe twenty five square feet on the right side, and then you have maybe forty on the back side. So you have about uh, so you have about like seventy to eighty square feet of tile, and yeah. and you're talking a couple bucks. So you have maybe one hundred and forty dollars, two hundred dollars in tile, right? So you another can two dollars in install. So yeah, you can you can spend a little bit more on the bathroom tile, which which is <laughs> right. what I like to do. Yeah, and uh, you know you can check your different local designs and see what people are doing there. A lot of people put that little pencil line in, right. or they do something to kind of exactly. break it up so it's not all the same tile. And yep. uh, but you can do some cool stuff with tile. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean I like it. I like tile showers still. Yeah, me too. But um, bathrooms also tend to have vanities in them, yep. sinks and vanities. Yep. And there's there's always a debate I hear about uh, double vanities versus single vanities, oh, okay. especially in a master bedroom or master bathroom because people, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's this romantic thought that people have that a husband and wife are going to use their sink at the same time. <laughs> maybe they, you know, but in a lot of cases, you know, especially when we get to the middle home or the lower end homes, the master bathrooms aren't that big. Right. And putting a double vanity in means you don't have any counter space. Yeah, less space for the women. The women like to have a lot of counter space. Yeah. And so, like, 
if you get into the double sinks, a lot of times the one sink just never gets never gets used. Yeah. Like you go turn the water on on the one side, you go to a double sink and then look at one that's being used, look at the one that's not being used, and you turn the water on, it's coming out yellow for like yeah. the first 30 <laughs> seconds. Right? Yeah. And then it's like just it's just there to collect dust. Yeah, it's that's what it seems. I, I, yeah. A lot of people I've talked to who have a double vanity, you know, they end up using the sink that's the most convenient for that room. A lot of a lot of times, it's the one closest to the toilet or the one closest to the door. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, what are you using the sink for in the morning? You're brushing your teeth, and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, right? Maybe washing your hands. Wash your know. hands, but. <laughs> You know, but you're taking yeah. a shower. You're not washing your hands in the morning. No, yeah, no. <laughs> wash your hands before you get the yeah, shower. Yeah, wash your hands before you get in the shower. No, you're yeah. just pretty much just to brush your teeth, right? Yeah, you just splash some water in your face to wake up. But yeah, maybe I. But yeah, you don't need it. Yeah, I mean, they're I overrated. Know, not many spouses are out there are doing it at the exact same time. That you have such a time crunch in the morning that you both have to be brushing your teeth at the same time. Right. You know, but it's. That's I, funny. I, but it's it's one of these things that people tend to like. Yeah. You know, they oh, see the wow, double vanity. Double, oh, it's double vanity. You have I, yours. I have mine. Yeah. It yeah. might make sense in the hallway bathrooms. Yeah. You know, to have a double vanity because you think people might have a couple kids, you know, and having both kids getting ready in the morning for school, things like that. It might make sense to have a double vanity. But in the master bedroom, I, I tend to think we don't need them. We yeah. don't need them. But there's I this other side, which is the marketing side. And people like them, and they and they have. I, I don't know what it is. I don't mm-hmm. know what goes through their minds on why they think they want it, but they yeah, like it. They do. And sometimes people, uh, it's nice to use like a uh, for a, if you're going to do a vanity in a in a bathroom, to use an actual kitchen lower cabinet because it brings it up a little bit higher. So oh, you, okay. So you might have a little bit higher sink in the master bedroom. Okay. Something we kind of like to do sometimes, just because you know usually these are adults that are going to be using the mm-hmm. the bathroom in there and. I, I've been to some bathrooms where you have to like really lean over and I'm not tall I'm five foot ten and still like you yeah. know like to lean over to like wash your hands in the sink yep. you know I mean not like I'm washing my hands in the sink before <laughs> I take the shower but you know it's right, just one of right, those things right. it's nice to have the sink at a little higher level yeah yeah, when you're brushing yeah they do make them a little over. bit lower so yeah the nice the little bit higher is makes it makes it better yeah um, sure. so in the uh, in the bathrooms also uh, we have like things like shower uh, tower. Um, um, what are they called? Towel racks. You know, yeah, towel the towel bars, toilet paper holder, things yeah, like that. Yeah, toilet paper rollers. Um, these are things that people just tend to forget about. But uh, when we do a whole bathroom, let's yeah. just assume we're gonna we're gonna put in a whole new tub, whole new vanity, whole new toilet. You know, probably flooring. Might even have to do some drywall repair and all right. that. Let's assume we're doing a whole bathroom. Yep. What are we spending? Well, for like a guest bathroom, you're probably spending four to six thousand on a guest bathroom on a just an average style rehab. Um, on the lower end, you're probably only wanting to spend maybe three to four thousand. Yeah, you know, because um, the material it. cost is going to vary. Uh, you can get a little bit more expensive vanity for the. You can get a little bit more expensive tub. Yeah. You get a little bit more expensive shower valves because those shower valves, if you're replacing the 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 tile, you're gonna want to put a new shower valve in there. Yeah. Those can be pretty expensive, up to like two hundred dollars versus like seventy five. So. Yeah. You can probably chop off quite a bit depending on, but on you know on the high ends you can probably you can spend ten thousand dollars on the bathroom easy. Sure, yeah, because you're you're putting in the the higher end fixtures, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not just plumbing but also electrical. Right. Yeah, you know, you're gonna do a, like a nicer vanity light. Yep. Uh, put and you're not you're not just gonna do like a piece of uh, 
mirror that you've masticked to the wall. Instead, right. you're going to probably get some framed mirrors. Exactly. Which you have to go to specialty stores for these things. Yep. I know Home Depot and Lowe's have them sometimes, but right. not the high-end stuff. Not, not the good stuff. Yeah, not the good stuff. Yeah, so. and then you have the shower, clear glass shower enclosure that's yep. $1,500. So yeah, it's all glass. Versus having a you know nice curtain. So Right, yeah, curtain rods definitely save some money. And on the lower-end homes, we yep. typically are putting in the curtain rods. Uh, we're doing them on, on mid-grade homes, yeah. too. I mean... It's it's not uncommon to see those, and you can get nice ones. Yeah, uh, we always when we when we finish up, it's one of our finishing touches. Mike, our project manager, always insists upon putting a shower curtain in. Yes, at the end of the rehab, just to kind of give the shower that finished look. Right, it makes it look more done, more complete. Yeah, but some people argue that it you know it makes more sense to leave it open <laughs> so that they can see the nice tile work we did in there right. or something. So you know, just push the have curtain it, aside. Yeah, have it halfway open. <laughs> there you go, half open. You want to show off your nice new uh, shower valves and you know right. shower fixtures, um, and in the showers, um, you know you see these double showers sometimes from time to time where it's you oh, know right. you know you can have a you know two showered heads in the in the bathroom so people two people can take a shower right. at the same time, and I think that's another one of those things that people think is great, but I don't think yeah that probably gets used once. Yeah, one side <laughs> is going to have yellow water coming out of it when you're trying to take a right. shower. Uh, exactly, but you know, it's another one of those things that people think, "Oh, yeah, we could, oh, honey, we could take a shower here together." <laughs> you know, like I don't know, maybe maybe it gets their minds going in the in the direction that you know to make them want to move in. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's not. But th- th- that can be expensive. Yeah, because you got to run a whole new set of plumbing to the other side of the wall, right. which didn't have it before. So yeah. you're probably tearing out the walls of the shower. Yeah, and completely running all new piping, yeah. and you know, getting it all set up. Uh, plumbers are not cheap, so you're no. you're paying double the cost there and double the material, so it's it can add up pretty quick. Definitely. So that's how you can end up spending ten thousand on a higher exactly. end bathroom. Plus, high end bathrooms are about the size of a typical bedroom. Right. Know? So they're uh, you know they have bigger closet space. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. So I'm trying to think of anything we've left out. Um. Well, paint, paint color, paint selection. I mean, that's you know I. I tend to want to stay a little bit more neutral. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to turn somebody off on your paint colors if they're buying the property. Somebody can always look and say, well, you know what? I can Maybe we can get the color to this once we move in. We can change this. We can change that. Yeah, just keep it neutral. Versus and... having like some hot pink right. in, you know, in the yeah. bathroom or in the kitchen and turn somebody off. It's hard for them to get past that visualizing like, Oh, Definitely, just, something's not right here. So, well, hey, that's about all the time we have this week. All actually. right, we're out of time already. I can't believe it. We'll have to do part three. That part three. There you go. So, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week to the uh, Flip Flop Investor Show, and we'll see you all again here next Thursday at four p.m. Remember to check out the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club, and I want to thank my guest Danny Ruiz for coming on today. Thank Danny, you. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. We'll Good to be you. here. Yeah, thanks, man. And we'll uh, see you all again next week. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 